We will be reading out of Isaiah 41, starting in verse 17. The afflicted and needy are seeking water, but there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst. I, the Lord, will answer them myself. As the God of Israel, I will not forsake them. I will open rivers on the bare heights and springs in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land fountains of water. I will put the cedar in the wilderness, the acacia and the myrtle and the olive tree. I will place the juniper in the desert together with the box tree and the cypress that they may see and recognize and consider and gain insight as well that the hand of the Lord has done this and the Holy One of Israel has created it. This is the word of the Lord. This uh, was the exact passage I read with tears in my eyes just a couple months ago. December 20th, we had our first New Life Manitou interest meeting to see if anyone would be interested in a congregation in Manitou. And I read this passage as an encouragement. We, we've since kind of said that this is our passage as Manitou. And if you listened to it, if you were able to hear it uh, through the ruckus of mainly my kids, you, you probably heard, well, that kind of sounds like Manitou. If you look at it again, it's, there's springs, there's fountains, there's a river running through. And if you listen, you could kind of hear it. It's running right under the floor over there. That's why we can't go over there because it flooded and there was damage. But it kind of sounds like Manitou, the springs, the fountains, the floods. Um, <laughs> and this is a good thing. The gist of this passage is a very good thing, that the Lord provides for his people. The Lord, the first point of this sermon is the Lord is taking care of people in need. And will you let him? This is an invitation of the Lord. Isaiah 41 is an invitation into the new possibility of what the Lord is doing. And without Yahweh, without the Lord, we will perish. And I, I kind of hinted already that this passage is kind of like Manitou in that there's waters coming, but this is a good thing. The Lord providing water is a good thing. Many of us that have uh, been in Manitou for a little while will probably know firsthand that when you hear news of water coming into Manitou, that may not necessarily be a good thing. If, if was anybody here during many of the floods seen it firsthand? We were here uh, through several of them. We were here during the worst, I think it was the worst on um, August 9th at around 7 p.m., a torrential downpour hit Williams Canyon, uh, came down the canyon, past Cave of the Winds, onto Canyon Avenue, which is the street we live on, and we saw it. We saw the destruction. We heard the deafening noise of the water. Cars were picked up and pushed down into the river, and we were, my wife was nine months pregnant with Rowan, and we were up in the back of the house kind of like wondering, like, should we just run for the hill right now? Is, is there more coming? It was horribly terrifying. And still to this day, um, we have a sound machine in our house at night because we, we live in a pretty small place with three rascal boys and lots of noise, and one of us snores. It's me. Uh, so we put on a sound machine, and we could do the crickets, we can do the wind, we could do the wind chimes, we could do the fan, we could do the white noise, but we still, to this day, cannot do the water noises for, for sleeping, because if I hear water when I'm sleeping, I will wake up, nightmare, like, get the kids on the hill, we gotta go, let's move, just because PTSD, like, we saw it right on our street. But let me assure you that this passage that was just read about water coming into a place is good. Imagine it being written in the, in the ancient times in the Middle East 
where there is a lack of water, where it's hot and the plants, the people need water. Consider, um, I was thinking about this passage and comparing it to a book, The Beginnings of East of Eden by John Steinbeck, if you've ever read that book. He talks about the, the river and the valley and how when water's in the valley, everything is good. Plants are growing. People are happy. There is uh, an abundance. But when it gets dry, there is famine. There is starvation. There is hunger. And the people are in need, in great need. And they, he says that people can't even remember the good time. They can only remember the bad, and they only think about the bad. And it's in these seasons that this passage, it opens up and says, if there's any needy, if there's any in need, the Lord is going to come. The Lord is going to send his water. The Lord is going to send his provision. See, my family and I, we've been going through a pretty hard time. I told you last time we met, if you were here, that was Easter Sunday, and the day before, my mom got really sick, and we really didn't know at the time how bad it was, but it was really bad, and we, we hence saw a miracle, but what we discovered is that she had meningitis, and she was unconscious and in a coma for more than a week, and it was a rough time. It was a very dry time. It was, we were just everybody that could pray. We were, oh, thank God that you can pray. Thank you for being here. Hugs, tears. It was a rough time. My mom was unconscious for a week. They, they did the, would do the test with the pupils. They open her eye and, and do the light and stuff, and there was no response whatsoever. And then kind of the news begins to sit in. This is bad. This is really bad, and we probably need to say goodbye to my mom. And I said goodbye to my mom, my dad who's here. He said goodbye to his wife, and my kids, they, they, they had a stuffed animal, and they hugged it and kissed it, and they, they gave it to Mima, and it just looked really bad at that time. This was about a month ago. Things looked really bad, and we said goodbye. Erica, my wife, said Psalm 23, and we held hands and prayed, and we kind of were at peace with God, and we said God is good, but goodbye to my mom. We said goodbye, and wouldn't you know it, she started breathing on her own. It was about a month ago, and a day or two later, wouldn't you know it, she um, started eating, and yeah, praise the Lord, he, he's good. We, I'm pretty sure that was a miracle. I keep thinking back, and people are like, duh, yeah, that was a miracle. That, yeah, you said goodbye, and she's here. She's a, they, we moved her from ICU to upstairs, and then from Memorial, we moved her to Woodland Park, and yesterday, she's, we're carrying on a conversation. Yesterday, I saw her eat a brownie with her own fork. Um, praise the Lord. For, and so we were able, even in the midst of, of saying goodbye to my mom, to, to say God is good, and God is taking care of us. God is providing for us, even in that time. And this analogy that is used in Isaiah 14 is the analogy of water, that where there are poor and needy, where there are thirsty, the Lord will provide for them. And so in some ways you could say this is a sermon about water. And I have a bottle of water right here. It's a full bottle of water. But I should probably say, because there's lots of kids in here, that this sermon isn't really about water, right? This is what, does anybody want this water, any of you kids? Where, why do you need this water? Why are you guys so thirsty? Where are your parents? I'll give it to Ashley only because she's the closest. So don't spill that, Ashley. Um, so this sermon is about water, but not really. So kids, listen carefully. The, we're talking about water, literal water, H2O, if you know what that is. But there's the spiritual metaphor of what water is. It's when we're thirsty for something and the Lord fills us from the inside out. 
And we should get that. In fact, if you're a kid, you could read and reread this passage. And if you, it's four verses. It's quite long. But if you're able to memorize it, by next time we meet, you'll get a prize. But let me say a little bit more about this water thing, this living water. Because I'm not talking about water that you drink. I'm talking about living water, the water that Jesus talks about. If you want, if you have your Bible accessible, you can turn to John 4. I'm going to read bits and pieces from uh, John 4, starting in verse 7 where a Samaritan woman and Jesus are having a conversation. Jesus comes up to this woman at the well and says, Would you give me a drink? And skipping ahead to verse 10, Jesus answers her and says this. So Jesus just asked her for a drink, and then Jesus says, If you knew who it was and the gift of God that's, that's asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Does that sound confusing? Well, it confused the woman. So, so she's asking about the literal water. She's asking about the water from the well. And, and she says, Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with from the well, and it's deep. Where can you get this living water? And then she said, Are you greater than the one who dug it, Jacob? And Jesus answers her in verse 13. He says, Everyone who drinks this water, the literal water, the water from the well, the water bottle that I just gave Ashley, everyone who drinks that water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring in them of water welling up to eternal life. Which brings us to the second point of this short talk, that God's provisional gift of living water is what we need. That's the sermon title, actually, of this sermon. God's provisional gift of living water is what we need could say it like this. Augustine, a great Christian thinker, some refer to him as St. Augustine, who lived in the 5th century, said this, that the heart is restless. Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And people have taken that analogy and said, well, maybe there's a God-shaped hole in us. There's, there's a God-shaped puzzle piece that's missing from our lives, and we're restless until we rest in God. That there's this piece that we could fill it up, and we try to fill it up with all these different things, but it's only the Lord who can fill it perfectly. Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And this is a great truth to find. And I think people enjoy the popular thing, especially in Manitou. Manitou's known as, as a spiritual place. People are very comfortable saying, I'm a searcher of God. I'm a seeker of God. I'm a wanderer of the things of truth. I'm a, just trying to find something. But isn't it funny that, you know, all these people trying to find something, as soon as someone finds it, as soon as someone says, I found a truth, well then, whoa, you, whoa, we're not finding anything. We're just looking for it. We're just seeking. We can't find anything. Some of the criticisms we've, we've got in, in Manitou, a lot of them were just online, so I take it with a grain of salt, but a lot of people negative to New Life Manitou said kind of two things were the theme. First of all, oh, you guys from New Life are coming into Manitou. Which, first of all, that's not really true. I'm, I, I've been living here almost 10 years. Lots of you uh, either live here, or the West Side, or the Ute Pass. And so, first of all, it's like, I could correct you, but okay, whatever. We're, we're coming in. Who cares? Um, but then the second thing is, you all think you're going to save us. Uh, we don't need you to save us. It is the kind of the common uh, theme in some of these accusations against us. And I would agree with that. Say, yeah, it's not us. We're not here to save anybody. We're not the saviors. Christ is the savior, which, which brings us to this, the third point here. We are not the saviors. Christ is the savior. And the main point of this, this message is 
The Lord knows our areas of need. We go through them seasonally, maybe like the, the seasons, that the change. We go through different needs, highs and lows in our life. But the fact is we've all fallen short. There's a verse. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all have a, we have a sin problem. And the Lord himself, he's the only one that can cover our sins. He's the only one that can provide for us. He is a compassionate, holy God that blesses those that seek him. And so like the verse said, where there is the poor and needy and they are in need of thirst, the Lord is going to send his blessing, the water, so much so that trees are even going to grow. It talks about the cypress and the fir and the pine. They're going to grow displaying how good the Lord is. And this is what it looks like when the kingdom of God comes. I'm going to read for you the Sermon on the Mount, the sermon that Jesus gave. There was a crowd and he went up onto a mountain and he shared with the people, his disciples, this message. And this is what the kingdom of God looks like. This is what the kingdom of God coming looks like. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom. This is the Lord's will being done. This is how it happens. When the the poor and needy are in need of provision from the Lord, are in need of living water, the Lord blesses. And so will you receive from the Lord this blessing? Would you stand with me? We're going to receive communion in the, the worship band. You can come forward. The communion servers, you can come forward as well. This is a moment to receive from the Lord. This is a moment to stand in the mystery of who God is and what he gives us through the provision of what we're calling living water and what we're about to receive as communion. New Life celebrates a open communion, which means that If you believe in the Lord Jesus for your sins, for the covering of your sins, well, then you can come and partake with us. Come forward. When you come forward, come forward in a symbolic gesture with your hands open. The bread will be placed into your hand, and then you can take the bread and dip it into the cup, and then you can eat it right away. And the words that will be said are, the body of Christ broken for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. This is a time to receive the miracle of the Lord, of his life that is in you, so that he will know, that you will know that he has grace and mercy over you, that the Holy One has created this, that the Holy One is providing for you. So Lord, we, with open hearts and hands, receive from you your body and your blood that you might come inside of us and be the provision spiritually for us as we live and walk on this earth through the highs and the lows. This is the body of Christ for the body of Christ. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come and receive. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) He is so good. Well, you're dismissed.
midst up here is going to remain sort of a holy space. We're going to have our altar ministry people. I trust every single one of them. They're going to pray over you if you would like prayer. In the back, there is food for everyone to stay and share and meet one another. But if I could bless you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go in peace.